1: This is Fantasy Football
0: Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your
1: fantasy league.
0: Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and E. Adam Azer and Ben Gretch here with you on Fantasy Football Today. Hope everybody had a great Friday. We're recording... 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday, you're hearing it on Saturday. Always got to give that disclaimer, just in case you forget we record a day early. I don't think you do. What's going on, Ben? How are you, man?
1: Not too bad. How are you doing, man? A lot of of injuries this week you got to sort out.
0: Do we? Really? Yeah. No, I don't like injuries.
1: You, but, I don't either. We don't know if time, like Drew Brees, Drew Brees might suit up. Uh, Matt Ryan might suit up to, at quarterback. We got so many running backs: Alvin Kamara, David Johnson. All the. All I, I'm guys.
0: definitely. I'm rooting against Alvin Kamara. I, Latavius Murray was was good for me. I have three times as much Latavius as I do Alvin Kamara. So I'm a bad person. I admit it. But I am here to welcome you to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. Well, let's get to the news and notes, and then we'll read the questions from Apple Podcasts and from the inbox, at CBSI.com. So Keenan Allen was not seen practicing on Friday. And Mike Williams would be in line for more targets. Hunter Henry, maybe Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. I'm having trouble figuring out just how I feel about Mike Williams. How do you feel about Mike Williams against a team that allows the sixth fewest fantasy. This is assuming Keenan Allen's out. They allow the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. They held Devonte Adams, Cortland Sutton and Adam Thielen to less than 40 yards with no touchdowns, but there were some good games against Chicago. There was Emmanuel Sanders. He had almost hundred yards and a touchdown. Paul Richardson, uh Terry McLovin, Stefan Diggs, Michael Thomas, all these guys, what's, what's so funny? All these guys had good goods. McLovin. yeah. McLovin yeah. is so funny. Okay, good. That's, that's what I thought you were talking about
1: with uh McLovin.
0: So, how do you um, feel about Mike Williams if uh <laughs> Keenan Allen's out?
1: Oh, it's it's F1. It's F1. Uh, no, I I mean, look, if if Keenan Allen was in, I think Mike Williams would be a reasonable sit at Chicago, right? Even though he's a a guy that we can kind of trust to be out there on the field a lot, get a lot of targets, get plenty of air yards. If he's out, I kind of think you have to play him even despite the matchup, unless you have other really good options, because he's a guy who can win one-on-one jump ball situations. That's kind of his move. Um, so he's somebody that I I think I would still stick in there.
0: Okay, so let's say you picked up Corey Davis or Kenny Stills. Both of them have good matchups, and let's say Keenan Allen's out. Would you go with Mike Davis, Mike Williams over Corey Davis and Kenny Stills?
1: I think I would play Stills in this situation. I'm pretty excited about Stills in this matchup uh, against Oakland, right? Why am I blanking on that?
0: Against Oakland, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: And and Davis himself, Corey Davis has a great matchup against Tampa Bay. A
1: decent matchup too, yeah. But I'm more confident in Houston's past volume just generally. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Davis has a good match. I think I'd rank those, though, Stills, Williams, Davis. I think I'd still be a little bit concerned about Davis.
0: Patrick Mahomes is out. Matt Ryan trending in the right direction. Drew Brees had been saying he plans on playing, so we'll just see. O.J. Howard is out. Now, I wanted to talk about this one because, you know, it was I should have done this for yesterday's show. But O.J. Howard missed, what, six games last year. Cameron Brate had one game with more than four targets. He had six targets in a game. He did have three touchdown catches, but he did not have a 40-yard game. So... I don't again like I, I I think it's certainly worth looking at Cameron Brate and picking him up. I have a hard time deciding between him and Johnny Smith in the same game and Josh Hill against Arizona and maybe Chris Herndon if he plays. He's questionable at Jacksonville. If I were doing rankings, those four guys might be back to back to back to back: Brate, Smith, Hill, Herndon. But do you have a preference in terms of the waiver wire tight ends? Because there are there are some good options this week. This is a better week. For waiver wire tight ends, than anticipated. Yeah,
1: I agree that there are there are options. I mean, there's even like some darker horse options, like Ricky Seals Jones. Before the Browns went on a bye had been playing a, a reasonable amount and doing some things. But they're playing New England. They have kind of a tough matchup. I I think I would go with Jonu Smith out of all those options. Uh, I agree with you The Cameron Bright doesn't just become like an automatic play. I think we'll likely just see Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin dominate the passing game as they have been pretty much the whole year. I mean, the tight ends haven't been used that much. Bray will be kind of a touchdown or bust guy. I mean, a lot of these guys are going to become touchdown or bust. Josh Hill, I love the matchup, but again, kind of going to be touchdown or bust. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been pushing the ball down the field a ton. I still expect he'll throw to the backs and then just mainly focusing on, on Michael Thomas in that passing game. So all these guys are still going to, I think, be secondary options. None of them really project for like bankable target volume. So it's, it's a pretty tough... Tough read, but I think I would go with John Woo, who I, I think probably has the most bankable targets.
0: And let me give you the case for Cameron Braid. Okay. Tennessee, they give up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. I believe it's the seventh. And then you, you've got four tight ends who have caught a touchdown against the Titans with like three or fewer targets. Uh, it's pretty, so Njoku caught a touchdown. Ebron caught a touchdown. James O'Shaughnessy caught a touchdown. Lee Smith caught a touchdown. And Hooper, Hooper had 130 yards. Henry had 97 yards. Four touchdown. four tight ends have caught a touchdown against Tennessee, and three of them had four or fewer targets. Meanwhile, John U. Smith, another great matchup with Tennessee. They allow the second most fantasy points to tight ends. They've allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in four of their last five games those would be Greg Olson, Gerald Everett, Jared Cook, and and uh, one other that Evan Ingram. And they also had two touchdowns called back by against George Kittle in Week One. So good, good options this week for streaming tight ends. Yeah, could they be dud? Sure, but you know you you've got the matchups in your favor. Uh, David Johnson, a game time decision. I said this on HQ on Friday. There's no such thing as a game time decision anymore. You'll you'll have reporting beforehand. Jacksonville defensive tackle Marcel Darius is on IR, and Darius Slay unlikely to play. So let's see what people are saying in Apple Podcasts. We'll read some trade questions, and we'll read some starter or sit. Grade the trade from Colin outside of Detroit. 10-team full PPR league. I give up the Patriots DST. I receive... McLovin! McLovin.
1: Yeah, that's an A. I mean, I I understand people love New England's DST, and there's really no case to be made that's going to convince people that they're anything other than amazing, because they've been, to this point, a phenomenal fantasy asset. But um, they're not going to continue to be this good. It's just not going to happen.
0: Do you think they're going to be the number one DST going forward?
1: I think that's a pretty good projection. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's definitely where I would put them. I, I wouldn't rank any other DST ahead of them. They, they've been that good and they're going, you want DSTs. They're going to force other teams to pass. That's where the sacks and the turnovers happen. Strip, strip sacks and, and interceptions. Um, and they're going to be ahead. They're going to force teams to throw. They have obviously have talent in a great scheme. Uh, it almost feels like, it's reminding me a little bit of uh, Brady's great season. What was it, 2010 or 2011, where he had the great offensive season? Where it was like Belichick wanted to break records. I feel like he kind of wants to break defensive records. I think that was
0: 2007.
1: Like yeah, seven. Sorry. It was yeah, it yeah. was
0: one of the two times they played the Giants, which was 2007 and 2011. And for some, it was 2007. That was the undefeated season. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so listen. But uh, yeah, ben I, and I feel I...
1: like Belichick kind of wants to break these defensive records now. Maybe like he's, he seems really committed to it.
0: Ben and I are going to go faster on the questions today to get to more than, than we usually do in the same amount of time that we usually do. But I do this one I do want to linger on a little bit because I, the Patriots, let me just say this, like their schedule gets tougher, right? Cleveland at Baltimore, bye, at Philadelphia, Dallas at Houston, Kansas City. But weeks 15 and 16, they're at Cincinnati and home against Buffalo. So they could win you your championship by having huge games. Meanwhile, I'm very nervous about McCourty. Uh, McCourty, sorry. I'm reading the... Uh, I'm on the Patriots DST's page, and they have a McCourty thing. McLovin. I'm very nervous McLovin! about... McLovin! because they are going to go to Haskins at some point. He looks terrible. I'm pretty impressed by how good McLaurin is. I mean, he was pretty much having his way with Xavier Rhodes, and he's super fast. But I'm nervous. I mean, it really it is three bad games out of four now. So... I, I, uh, I will, mm, I will say I rather. Mm, I think I'd rather. <laughs> yeah, ha- I
1: don't know if you should say that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know who I'd rather have. Still, honestly,
0: it's close.
1: Yeah, McLaurin's air yards are still there though, and he's going to have some tough matchups. I don't think they're going to rush to Haskins. He looks not ready. Right, like they had to push him in because of an injury, but they've already uh, Callahan's already come out and said that Keems yeah. their starter when healthy. I'm not going
0: to rush to him, but I, I, he'll he'll start at some point.
1: Yeah, he probably will, but he doesn't look ready. And I, I'm completely throwing out that 49ers game that was in the complete True. downpour that McLaurin had the. And, yeah, and you should probably throw
0: out, throw out throw the Patriots game too because you know they are the best DST. So it's been tough sledding for the him.
1: Big, I just want to add one thing: the biggest reason I I'm confident that they're not going to score as much going forward is the defensive touchdowns. There's been teams that have had this type of run with yeah. defensive touchdowns, and they just you, you can't keep it up. They're it's they're weird. largely random. It's a lot of it is the the opposing defense. The types of quarterbacks they've played and a lot of their defensive touchdowns have just been horrible offensive plays, frankly. And teams are not going to just throw up these... Like like Sam Darnold was throwing them up last week. It's it's just not going to happen every single week going forward. They'll, they'll still have defensive touchdowns going forward. Don't don't get me wrong, but they won't continue to score them at the same rate. And that's huge for, for defensive scoring.
0: Yeah, special teams touchdowns too. Okay, here we go. Now we're going to go faster. From Azermania, not me, I swear. This guy knows how to get his question right on the air, though. <laughs> Traded Nick Chubb, got James Connor and DJ Moore.
1: Um, I'm gonna give that a B. I, I, I like DJ Moore. I've always said that, and I am concerned about Kareem Hunt, who will be back pretty quick. I I, I mean I it, you still have to think that Nick Chubb's gonna be the lead back and be very good, but it just would it would cap the ceiling if he had to give up any snaps, and they might want to keep him healthy a little bit.
0: Okay, so a B there. This is from T uh, LaRico. What is this green zone thing? The green zone is inside the ten yard line. The white zone is for loading and unloading only. The green zone is sticking. Magenta, you can you can get me away from that, but green zone stays. Uh, how about from J Witt ninety one oh seven? All right, help with a flex position. Start one, half PPR Eckler, Derrick Henry. Cortland Sutton, Jamison Crowder.
1: Wow, that's tough. I don't like Henry this week. The Bucks are really good against the run and oh, yeah. are beatable through the air. I like Tennessee's pass game more uh in half PPR and lean towards the backs, but Eckler's not really a – he's a back that benefits from PPR formats. Um I think I might go Sutton, man. Like I I really like Cortland Sutton.
0: I was leaning that way as well. Yeah, we'll see what happens without Sanders on the field. But yeah, I like Sutton. Um. Okay. How about from Nationals? Looks like a Nationals fan. Grade my trade. Give up Hunter Henry. I already have Ingram and Matt Breida. Get Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good trade. B B plus. I mean, I, it's not amazing. We know that Mahomes is going to be out a little bit, but he seems to be getting uh uh seems to be getting healthier quicker than his timeline. So that's going to be good.
0: From St. Croix Paul, I have OJ Howard, but I can get Gerald Everett for Calvin Ridley. I have Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, and Chris Godwin on my roster. So he's loaded at receiver, but should he give up Calvin Ridley for Gerald Everett?
1: I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I really like Calvin Ridley. Rest of the season now that they've gotten rid of Muhammad Sanu. I think that's going to open up a lot of things for Ridley. We're high on him in the preseason. Hasn't been what we've hoped for so far, but uh, good things are coming. And I just I wouldn't go to to Everett. I, yeah, I don't mind I trading him for a tight end, but that's that's too much of a downgrade.
0: How about from Mucky M? I traded away old Mike Williams, and overpaid Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> for T. Y. Hilton, was this a bad move? Giving up Mike Williams and Emmanuel Sanders for Hilton?
1: Um, no, I like no. it. I would. Do it it kind of depends on the format. If it's a shallower league, you want the best player, and T. Y. is the best player in the form in the in the trade. I don't think it was like a bad move in a vacuum.
0: From it's F one, not McLovin. McLovin, you are wrong. Okay, how about a, a PPR question? Start three and drop one. Start this three. This
1: guy... I mean, I love the name. It's definitely yeah. not
0: McLovin. <laughs> Brandon Cooks, McLaurin. Oh, sorry. This is this is a little old, but that's okay. The rest of them are, are relevant. Brandon Cooks, McLaurin, DJ Moore, Corey Davis, Dorsett, and Robbie Anderson. Start three and drop one. Cooks. So I, let's just say well, he started McLaurin. So now start two and drop one. Cooks, DJ Moore, Corey Davis, Philip Dorsett, Robbie Anderson.
1: So I'll start by saying I, I think... You have to drop Dorsett because you can't really drop unless you you know you want to drop Corey Davis. I, I guess I could see that as well, but I, I think Nikhil Harry is going to be back. I don't necessarily think Dorset's going to have like a locked in role the rest of the year, uh, but he's a, he's a good option this week. So this is actually kind of a tough question. I, I mean, DJ and yeah, DJ Moore tough matchup. I'm going to go with Cooks in the lineup because Moore has the tough matchup, and I think I'm going to go with Corey Davis. In the lineup and cut Dorset, because I like Davis a little more than Dorset, and you have to cut the other one. Robbie Anderson's kind of a hold right now.
0: I can't see myself cutting Dorset. I can't see myself cutting any of them, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. I think I'd i ra- I'd rather start Corey Davis this week over Dorset, but I would rather roster Philip Dorset now that Josh Gordon's not gonna be on the Patriots anymore. All right, a few more here from Apple Podcasts from Baller Boy. Give up George Kittle, get Marlon Mack and Larry Fitzgerald in PPR. He needs a running back.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's pretty fair. I, you know, I give it a C. Mack's kind of a trappy back. He's not like the my favorite type of back. I talk, I've talked about him a ton on this on this pod, but uh, and I like Kittle the rest of the season. But if you need a running back, it's a fine trade.
0: From PO student, Chris Herndon or Kyle Rudolph, week eight if Herndon plays. Oh god, I'm sorry. Rudolph that's, already that's, played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have said Herndon. But I actually would have said Rudolph because you don't know if Herndon's playing. Sorry about that. Okay, uh last one maybe. This one is from Oh, this one's from Love them Mangoes. Worse and worse every week, one star. Host keeps ripping off other pods with low value content. Hmm. Been a loyal listener for two years, but this is an unlistenable this is unlistenable now. Hmm. Well, interesting. Yeah. Well,
1: there's, uh, only th- there's, there's only there's one. There's only one thing that's take.
0: there's only one thing that's different between now and the last two years. And you know, he's on the other end of this.
1: This. Hey, uh, you know, it also <laughs> says here on on this. There's one analyst with original thoughts. <laughs> so you know, it, there's a, a one in five chance that's me.
0: Oh, that's, it does say that host <laughs> keeps ripping off other pods. Let me tell you something. I don't listen to other pods. I don't rip off anything ever. I created. Buy or sell? You didn't see that on all those ESPN shows like fifteen years ago. That was me. I did buy or sell. I created grade the trade. I didn't steal that from other people at the company like ten years ago when they were doing it. Now those two, those two are certainly not original. But regulators, come on, that's us. I I, I wrote that song. Um, <laughs> now I never steal from other podcasts, so you know you can you can shove it. Thank you for your questions on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for your reviews. The rest of it will be from FantasyFootball at CBSi.com. Have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal Pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza, and whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try, but it's only available at Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. And you know it's so frustrating when you go you order a pizza, you get delivered to you and it's like cold, or maybe you get one or two slices and you go back and then it's cold. Like, no, get it straight out of the oven, baby. All right. Big weekend plans? F one.
1: No. Not really. Kinda kinda laying low tomorrow and uh Sundays. Confession Sundays? I didn't really
0: care about your weekend plans. I just needed time to find the regulators music. Okay. <laughs> Robbie <laughs> This is Robbie from Alexandria, Minnesota. First time I need your help as commissioner as I normally just kick everyone out of the league. I tied another team this week. Uh, damn it. I, why am I? I got to get better at that. I tied another team this week, non-decimal scoring, and the tiebreaker is set as most bench points. The other owner had all but one guy on a buy, so I beat him with Jacoby Brissett's 28 points alone. It's a friendly league, and even though I benefited, I wanted to do right by the league. I don't know what he did. Um, you probably are going to say that's the rules everyone agreed upon, but wanted to use your comments as leverage in the negotiations. Did I miss okay. something in this email? What did he do?
1: I mean, the other guy had all his players on a bye, so the other guy probably thinks it's not fair to have bench points be the tiebreaker. Well, it isn't. And I, I, I tend to agree because it, it's really kind of – well, number one, non-decimal scoring silly. Number two, it's a silly tiebreaker.
0: Oh, it's, I'm not it, a fan. Yeah, oh, it's the worst. But I'm not sure, like, just take the win. What did you do? Did yeah, you, like, not no, win?
1: There's no anything else here. It's the, That's the way it works. When people have people on buys, it, it hurts their starting lineup. It hurts their bench. If this is the rules, this is the rules.
0: You know what the best tiebreaker is? Oh, wait. Just have a tie. What's the big deal? Just tie. I know. Or I use decimal scoring. and You will have occasional ties. But in this case, you won because you have that dumb rule, and we recognize your dumb rule, and it's been regulated. This is from Lib. A couple of weeks ago, there was a Fab bidding war going on for Carlos Hyde. I told my friend, the commissioner, that I bid forty dollars. It's a one thousand dollar Fab League on Carlos Hyde, and although I expected, missed, uh. I missed it completely. <laughs> <laughs> although I expected the commissioner, you were going
1: so slow, waiting for it. Yeah, uh,
0: to tell me his bid, I did not. I guess he didn't do it. So I later upped my bid to $101 knowing that I had competition and I won. My friend was furious because he bid $41. I'm a nice guy. So I dropped Carlos Hyde out of shame. But the real question is, was I right in doing that or should I have kept him? I, again, I'm confused. I picked some bad ones here. Some poorly. Oh, okay.
1: You absolutely should have kept him. Your Wait a friend. second. But
0: help me out here because I'm I'm too dumb here.
1: The, okay, he tells his friend the commissioner that he bid forty dollars. The commissioner doesn't tell him how much he's going to bid, but he goes and bids forty-one to try to beat him by one dollar. But <laughs> the guy who told the forty-dollar bid had changed his mind and okay. went all the way up to one on one, and uh-huh. he wins him. And that's totally within like. The guy, the commissioner shouldn't know your bid, and, and if he thought he was gonna win just because you told him a number, like I mean, come on, that's you bluffed him. It, it's it's a poker move. You yeah, told that him you was had aces good.
0: Pocket had aces, belt. you you pocket aces approves of this move, and it has been regulated. Our email address is fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Thank you for the regulators' emails. Uh, either make them a little bit more clear, or send them to someone else who is smarter than I am and can interpret your questions. Okay. Some trades before we get into all the start and sit. Grade the trade from Matt in Annapolis. This one, I think this one is so close. Give up yes. T.Y. Hilton and Sony Michelle. Get Cortland Sutton and Marlon Mack. Give up Hilton and Michelle. Get Sutton and Mack.
1: I'm gonna give it a B minus. Yeah, I looked at this first one on the list and I was like, wow, that's close. But yeah, I'm gonna give it a B minus. I think it's a it's you're getting a little bit better here because I do think Cortland Sutton's legit and I think Marlon Mack's better than Sonny Michelle. I'd still take Hilton over Sutton, but I think that's closer than than the Mack and Michelle side of the trade. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a little bit of a positive.
0: Okay. From Patrick, Chase Edmonds straight up for Ty Johnson. It's a PPR league, and I feel like Ty Johnson will have much better rest of season
1: value. I mean another really tough one to read. Like we don't we don't really know how banged up David Johnson is, and Edmonds is still a really high value stash regardless if Johnson goes down. Edmonds could be a league winner, uh, but I think you take Ty Johnson here because he does have a clear path to potential touches. Although I'm I'm concerned Patricia will split the work like he did for over a year with on Johnson as lead back before he really turned to carry on. But I still, I think right now, where we're at, without knowing what the Lions workload is going to be going forward and just seeing what it was last week after carry went down, you have to feel confident Ty Johnson is going to be the lead back, and you have to take him because he's a lead back currently.
0: I wouldn't do it if I'm the David Johnson owner. I'd put that caveat on there. But I, this is what I'd say. This is tough, right? I mean, you got to put yourself out there when you're trying to guess in fantasy. Ty Johnson, I don't know if he's any good. on Johnson, I do think on Johnson's pretty good. And on Johnson was having a bad year running the football. So I'm not that confident that Ty Johnson is going to be good. And I do think McKissick's going to have a role. I mean, you talked about it yourself. You think it's going to be a committee. So he might have one chance against the Giants to do something. And if he doesn't do it well, McKissick might get more work or they might bring someone else in. And it could just be a free-for-all. So I'm nervous about it, and I'm do. I I'm not saying you're wrong that you shouldn't take Johnson over Edmonds because we know that Edmonds is going to be second fiddle to David Johnson, that you shouldn't uh, That you shouldn't take Ty Johnson over. Uh, there are too many Johnsons there. But um,
1: Edmonds' value, what, it, this yeah. could be the point in the season where his value has never been higher. I agree, yes, as well. but
0: I also sort of feel that way about Ty Johnson.
1: That's true as well. It's, I, that's what makes it tough.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like if somebody out there is thinking I've got a reliable starting running back every week, I don't feel that way about him. So, could be wrong. Could prove me wrong this week against Giants, but
1: I think it just I, I'd be, seems I'd be like a to that trade. Johnson would wind up in a spot where he's not actually playing some and have some value. It That could happen to Chase Edmonds in just a couple of weeks if Johnson, David yeah. Johnson, is healthy.
0: It, yeah, it's true. I Yeah, I agree. So it's two separate thoughts. I I agree with what you said. Take Ty Johnson over Edmonds, but I also think now's a good time to trade Ty Johnson to so something better. Something better than Edmonds. Uh, from Jonathan, I lost carry on Johnson. I don't have Ty Johnson. I have decent options at receiver, but very thin at running back. So I picked up Mark Walton. I'm still th- still thin at running back. Would, would trading Robert Woods for Ty Johnson be a good trade? All he no. has is McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, Singletary, and Walton.
1: No, you just rotate the RB2. I mean, I understand you're not really probably super stoked about Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary right now, but there's a pretty good chance when you have both those guys, who are guys we've been talking about all year, have a lot of upside, that one of them becomes a reasonable RB2 in in the coming weeks. Robert Woods is too much for Ty Johnson. We just talked about why Ty Johnson's value could be inflated right Right. now, and Robert Woods is, is uh, is a buy low right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you trade Ty Johnson for someone like Robert Woods. From yep. Jay, I have Hopkins, Cup, Sutton, Juju, and DJ Moore. He's got good receivers: Hopkins, Cup, Sutton, Juju, and DJ Moore. Would you offer DJ Moore for AJ Green?
1: I wouldn't. I would. No,
0: no. I knew you wouldn't though.
1: And I kind of knew you would, but I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why, man. We haven't gotten any positive news from AJ Green. He uh, he could be good, but he could also like come back. The injury could linger. We don't. We don't know, you know. And DJ Moore's good, man. TJ
0: Moore is good, but how good has he been for fantasy this year?
1: Pretty good. He's gotten a lot of targets. How much better is AJ Green a lock to be?
0: Well, in not that, a lot. And that
1: offense, like Tyler Boyd, is it the same really offense. Good last year well, it's not the same better.
0: offense. But it's the same personnel. I, I mean, I yeah. Look, I like DJ Moore. He's been uh, you know, mostly heavily targeted. He's got eight or more non-PPR fantasy points in four of his last five games. And I think if Cam Newton comes back, it'll be better for DJ Moore.
1: And I get this guy's point. He has five. Right. Really I feel like, d- really come receivers. on, H-
0: AJ Green is second-round caliber when he's right.
1: I, yeah, when he's right. But the offense is so uh, – you can say that about Joe Mixon. You can say that about Tyler Boyd even, frankly, and it's been hurting Boyd quite a bit. This offense is bad. All right. This and they're going to from- bench Andy Dalton in the next two to three weeks, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: This is from Ryan in the fifth smallest state in the U.S.
1: I, fifth smallest yeah. state? Uh, Delaware.
0: Could be. Could
1: no, be. they're like the second smallest.
0: Yeah, it was a It's got to be one list. of those
1: New England states, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I think so. Why don't you Google that? Smallest states in the U.S. All right. This is uh, from Ryan who says, dear Arnold, Dan, Jerry, and Hector. Oh, that's so easy.
1: Arnold. Oh, wait, sorry. What was it?
0: Dear Arnold, Dan, Jerry, and Hector.
1: Whenever you say it's easy, I'm like, oh, no. This is a problem. I Arnold, <laughs> Dan, all I can think of is Dan Arnold, the the backup tight end for the Saints like last year. I have no idea.
0: I have no idea. Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, no clue. Uh, the question is, send Sony Michelle and Hunter Henry. Get Melvin Gordon and Jarvis Landry. Give up Michelle and Henry for Melvin Gordon and Jarvis Landry. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, and the the listener goes on to say that they have George Kittle. If you, I, I don't mind giving up Sony Michelle. I'm not someone who just banks on touchdowns, and that's really his whole value. He lost his routes run bump that he had been getting, even though Burkhead wasn't back last week. Uh, they kind of just got rid of that experiment, so I don't expect him to have much of a receiving role. It's it's the touchdowns he gets a ton of red zone work or green zone work or even goal line work, Magenta. but it's hard hard to bank on that. Henry's the better player in that side of the trade, I think. But you have Kittle, so well, I'm, you're also I'm getting Melvin Gordon here.
0: Gordon. Yeah, right. Okay, so you like the trade?
1: I like the trade. Where the I would take the Gordon and Landry side. I also think Landry is just perennially undervalued, so I would take that side
0: in PPR. Yeah. In non PPR it's different, but okay. Uh so this is from Mark in New York. How do you feel about one point for every three or four carries? I hate it. Wouldn't wouldn't play in the league like that.
1: Yeah, I'm not an, a, a big fan of that. That's I mean, there's a lot of leagues that are like .25 points per carry. It adds a lot of value to, to like the grinders, right? Like got like the oh, traffic that I'm always talking about.
0: Look, Le- Leonard Fournette is
1: Carlos Hyde running for 20 times for 50 yards becomes like a viable yeah. play. And I just don't think that's that valuable. I don't
0: know. I mean, I, I hate it. I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even like PPR. I do like PPR, but I like half PPR better. It seems so cheap when a guy gets a point for just a catch. Half a so point. So here's
1: your, here's your fifth smallest state. It's New Jersey. It goes Rhode really? Island, Delaware. I had right as second. Connecticut, Hawaii hmm. is fourth. And then New Jersey.
0: Okay. Good to know. This is Scott from Oaxaca. Hola, Adam y Los Amigos. I have Drew Brees on my bench and I am starting Josh Allen. Rest of season rankings have Allen a few spots above Drew Brees. Can I drop Breeze to pick up to free up a bench spot? No.
1: I wouldn't no. because I actually disagree with those rest of season rankings. I would rather have Breeze over Allen the rest of the year, but I also Don't think you really need to carry two quarterbacks. So if you wanna if you wanna drop Breeze, you can. I I just I think I probably wouldn't and would plan to drop Allen in a couple of weeks or even this week if Breeze plays. That'd be where I'd go.
0: Yeah, I mean you gotta worry about Breeze by next week, but Breeze is greater than Allen. And uh, last trade question from Ryan: Dear Marvin Elmer, Pepe and Sylvester. That is is actually those are Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. Are they Looney Tunes? Yeah, I guess they are. Pepe Le pew
1: and Sylvester the Cat and Elmore Fudd. And
0: Marvin the Martian. Yeah. I traded Nick Chubb. Oh, we already got this one. This is Chubb for Connor and more. This was, must have been the one from Apple Podcast. Well, thank you. You left us a question on Apple Podcasts and in the inbox. And you must you are such a dedicated listener, Ryan, that I'm sure you're joining our FanDuel contest at fanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Fan, yeah, ben, Fanduel's great. I mean, DFS super fun. You find the matchups you like, right? Like you're you're pro Fanduel.
1: Yeah, I mean it's great. It is I love DFS.
0: Yeah, no, it's really fun. Look, if you haven't played, first of all, you got a great opportunity to get some some free entries because you go to Fanduel.com/slash FFT. Fanduel.com/slash FFT. Sign up, make a twenty dollar deposit, get twenty back in site credit with five dollars per week for four weeks, and that's what a coincidence. How much our contest costs? Five bucks at FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. But basically, here's how it works. You start a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a defense, and a flex. My flex this week is Saquon Barkley. So, you know, you basically, I always start... I start with a DST and a quarterback. Those are the first two ones that I, that I uh, prioritize. And I like to have a good DST. But Mike McClure, who we've had on the show, he's a DFS expert. He doesn't really prioritize DST, so you should probably listen to him over me. But there are different ways to skin the cat. And different ways to win money. And then you just fill out your lineup. You just find great values. Like, I love Calvin Ridley. Great, great value this week. John Brown has to be in your FanDuel lineup. I mean, he's like 5,900, which isn't that much. And the Eagles are terrible. They give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So listening to this show is going to give you that edge on your competition. And you're going to do great on FanDuel. Sign up right now. FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Make a $20 deposit and get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks at fanduel.com/fft and you can sign up on the fanduel app as well. Finishing up with starter sit. This is from Patrick, Chase Edmonds or Josh Jacobs.
1: Josh Jacobs.
0: From I mean we don't
1: if, if it's it's tough. Obviously if David Johnson's out, we don't know, but I I like Josh Jacobs this week and I I don't really love the matchup for Arizona no, on it's the road. Terrible. As underdogs as good as Edmonds was last week, I think it's tough against the Saints.
0: Saints have a great run defense, but the Texans, I mentioned this on Thursday, I believe, since week one, they got run all over by the Saints. Since week one, they're giving up about 3.5 yards per carry to running backs. They've been very good as well. But Jacobs is a, is higher in the rankings for everyone. Uh, start two out of three. I don't have a name on this one. Two out of three in PP, half PPR. Oh, this is going to be fun. Get ready for this. John Brown against Philly. Odell Beckham against the Patriots. Golden Tate against the Lions. Sit one.
1: Oh my God! I mean, say it. <laughs> they're they're gonna they're gonna take Beckham away. Sit him right. Gonna take Beckham away. But say you, it. You, I'm not sitting him. I'm sitting oh. Golden Tate. If I'm, I'm if I'm in this league, I'm sitting Golden Tate.
0: I'm sitting Beckham. I'm sitting Beckham. Golden Tate, 20 targets in his last two games. Good production both games. But that's without Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I'm sitting Beckham.
1: Odell Beckham can catch passes. With four defenders on him, with one hand,
0: you know. Uh, you know what? Let's let's dig a little bit deeper into this because I I got some stats on the Patriots, and what they've done not just this year, but last year as well against wide receivers like really good. Oh, wide receivers. it's a
1: miserable matchup. Stephon Gilmore is the best cornerback in the league right now, and he's going to be probably following Odell around all game.
0: All right, so no wide receiver has had 80 yards or a touchdown other than Golden Tate, who of course been sitting for Odell Beckham, even though you know I just said. Uh, Uh, Other than Golden Tate, uh, let's see. There have been 12 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Patriots. Eight of those 12 had 51 or fewer yards without a touchdown. Now, back in 2018, most of the elite or near-elite wide receivers did pretty well against the Patriots. They were not this good. And they've only faced one elite or near-elite wide receiver this year, and that was Smith-Schuster. But toward the end of the season, the Patriots held Devonte Adams, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Tyree Kill to less than 50 yards. Now, a lot of them scored a touchdown, but Beckham ain't doing that right now. So I just just want to point out, it has been basically since the end of last year, like second half of last year, they are just locking these guys down, sometimes giving up touchdowns, but it's been very impressive. All right, let's. That's a bet for us, Ben. Golden Tate versus Odell Beckham, half PPR.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: Okay, thank you for letting me give all my, all those stats. Uh, okay, well, good next stats. One, yeah, next one is from Jesse. Calvin Ridley, Royce Freeman, Brandon Cooks in standard scoring. Pick one: Ridley, Freeman, Cooks. The Royce Freeman.
1: Ooh, standard. You always want to lean running back, but I really like Ridley. Listen, you out. I'm I'm gonna play Ridley in this situation. It's got
0: to be with Matt Ryan, obviously. But, yeah, Ridley. Mike?
1: Yeah, if Ryan's out, I'd go Royce Freeman. But, yeah, and another thing that's playing in there is Freeman, he did score in in their last game, but hasn't been getting a lot of green zone touches. Uh, Not a lot of touchdown value. He's he's kind of a PPR back right now. He's catching a lot of balls. So, in standard, Mm -hmm. not the best option. But he's a guy I'd go with if uh, Matt Ryan was out.
0: Yeah, I think one magenta zone carry for Royce Freeman. Yep. Mike
1: from Albany.
0: Should I pick up... Thank you for just going with that. Should I pick up yeah, no, Minshew? Yeah, I mean, that's
1: it. No. <laughs> should I pick up... I thought we up... said gold
0: zone. Gold zone's very good. You could say gold zone. I know what you're talking about. All, uh, right. all right, should I pick up Gardner Minshew to start over Carson Wentz? Minshew against the Jets, Wentz at the Bills. I'd have to drop either Frank Gore or Alexander Madison. Now, he gave me this email this morning, so I guess he could still drop Madison, even though he played.
1: I wouldn't drop Madison though. I would drop Gore over Madison for sure. Madison is probably the best, if not top three, at at the lowest, uh, like handcuff slash stash. If if you have Cook, you definitely want him. And if you have him, and someone else has Cook, I I still think you want him because if anything were to happen to Cook, he'll be very good.
0: Um. Yeah, Madison. It was uh.
1: Your best
0: handcuff. Sorry, you said the best, and I.
1: Yeah, Been he's, he's a guy him. you have to lock in. You can give up Gore with Singletary back. I don't think Gore's going to have a ton of value going forward. He's going to probably get 14 carries, 12 to 14 carries, and not work a lot in the pass game. Not a guy you really want to start every week. I, I think I would do this and play Minshew. I don't love the one smash. Yeah, I think I do I'd it. cut Gore and grab Minshew and start him.
0: Yep, i do it. There's no way that you know that drop, by the way, right? You're
1: best. It was. It sounds like Sean Connery. It is
0: Sean Connery, but that like that's the easy part. What's it from?
1: I don't know. The Rock?
0: Oh, dude, that Is was the good rock?
1: work. Dig, dig,
0: dig. Yes, good job.
1: I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what part of The Rock, but it's a good movie.
0: He says, uh, Nicolas Cage says he's doing his best, and Sean Connery goes, Your best. And then losers whine about their best, and then I can't say the rest of it because it's very dirty, but it's a funny line. All right, Sam wants us to pick two. Christian Kirk, Corey Davis, Kenneth Stills, Royce Freeman pick 2 Christian Kirk Corey Davis Kenny Stills Royce Freeman
1: Well we don't know if Kirk's going to play right at this moment right. I'm going to say Stills and I'm going to say Freeman and Stills and sit Davis I'm not as high on Davis as everyone else it's a good very good matchup I honestly think AJ Brown could outperform him I think he's at this point potentially the better player so um but Davis is still a like Davis is is Leading the team in, in um, snaps and routes, that is kind of a hot take. Davis probably should be ranked higher, but I'm not as high on him. So I, I would go Stills and Freeman. If Kirk plays, though, and is like fully healthy, eh, i probably still wouldn't play him because he's probably not going to be 100% and he's against the Saints. So, yeah, Stills, Freeman. If you don't trust me on Freeman, then go Stills, Davis. Eight,
0: eight points in non-PPR for a wide receiver is a very solid game. Tampa Bay has allowed multiple wide receivers to score eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR in the same game five straight weeks. Two per week for five straight weeks. So Tam- who are you sitting? Uh, Freeman. I'm probably yeah. going to go with Stills and Davis.
1: Mm. I like Freeman a lot. Okay. Well, <laughs> the
0: thing is, like, you know, you're saying you're lower on Corey Davis than everyone, and I'm just lower on the Broncos' running backs.
1: Most, which weeks. is it's fair. They look their whole offense looks so awful in their last game that it's that's I don't think that's like a bad take. I, I think we'll let the the listener go with Adam on this one. It's probably no, smarter. no,
0: no. I, it's look, it's not an easy call for me. But I don't, I'll tell I don't you one think thing:
1: Davis is in a bad situation. Like again, like I, I I agree. That's a good stat. Like yeah, I think it's kind of a hot take, but I just also think AJ Brown might might outdo him.
0: From, uh, by the way, like Kenny Stills had five targets last week, right? I don't think he's in. Actually, I would probably go Corey Davis and Royce Freeman and sit Kenny oh, Stills. Stills
1: had a ton of air yards, too, though. That's the key, yeah, the downfield. But high the upside. air yards
0: are the hard ones to catch. <laughs> like, yeah, that's
1: true. But there's a lot of upside there. there. Yes,
0: that's true. Angel from Milwaukee, 10 team PPR. If Keenan Allen does not play, should I bench Darren Waller or Josh Jacobs for Hunter Henry? And, and I do want to point out that Darren Waller does have a pretty brutal matchup. And uh, I wouldn't say that. He has a difficult matchup. And uh, Tyrell Williams is back. So that's pretty cool, tough. Like, I wouldn't bench Jacobs. But Waller or Yeah, Henry? you don't
1: want to go two tight ends. But you do have two really good tight ends. It's That's tough. That's a toss-up for me. I think I would play Waller still. But, I mean... It's, it'd be tough to sit Waller right now. It's not easy to sit Henry either, but I think it's easier.
0: Yeah, Henry's had like 20 targets or something in two games since coming back, right? I think, um, I think if Keenan Allen's out, I would probably go with Hunter Henry. The Henry's last, had
1: 17, yeah. Had wow. 17.
0: And the last time Hunter Henry played without Keenan Allen was his rookie season, I think, and he was like a touchdown machine. So, I mean, I don't know how much you can take Chicago, away from that. Eh. Chicago... They give up more points to tight ends than Houston, for what it's worth. Okay. For, I don't. It's tough because I feel like I'm talking myself into a bad decision. But I, to be honest with you, like Hunter Henry and Darren Waller are not that far apart. I mean, they're very similar players. They're
1: very very similar. Right. I think they're both top five tight ends.
0: Very similar in in terms of rest of season value. Yeah. All right. From Garrett, should I flex Hunter Henry or Tevin Coleman in PPR?
1: Oh man, another tough one because we do like Henry, but I'm I'm gonna go Coleman. Big home favorites. I mean, not huge home favorites, but like almost a touchdown. I don't know, six points last I looked uh, against Carolina. Carolina's beatable on the ground. I mean, they're not like amazing against the run, and San Fran has so heavily um, leaned on their running backs, and and home favorites in general lean on their running backs typically. So it's a good spot for Tevin Coleman.
0: Yeah, I think that as I've been answering a lot of questions today. On Friday, I've realized that I'm pretty high on Tevin Coleman this week. Just yeah. If you get 16 carries, I'm going to be high on you, pretty much, unless you're Frank Gore, so I like him. All right, this is from Bill. Hey, Matty, Felipe, Jesus, and Moises. you yeah, all lose. They, yes, they are. Who to start in my deep league? I need two flexes. Mike Williams. Or, oh, no, you start two flexes. So it's Mike Williams or Curtis Samuel, or he could go with Jameson Crowder.
1: If Keenan Allen's out, I think you got to go with Williams. Curtis Samuels in a, a really tough matchup in San Francisco. If Keenan Allen's in and Crowder's also in and looks healthy, I think you can go over to Crowder who Jacksonville's secondary is not as scary anymore. Right. <laughs> and I, look, he, they, they had a tough time against new England regardless, but Crowder was their best receiver. And he kind of has been in Darnold's few starts so far this year. I, if Crowder's active and playing, he's a reasonable PPR option.
0: Yeah, it was my stat of the game two days ago. In four games without Jalen Ramsey, a wide receiver has had 89 or more yards against Jacksonville in all four games. Uh, there you go, Manuel Sanders. That's a good stat. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be Robbie Anderson, not yep. Jameson and Crowder, but they are beatable certainly in the secondary. Be interesting to see how the Jets bounce back after that humiliation.
1: Yeah, you got to hope that they will somehow. Jeez. <laughs> From, <laughs> you know?
0: From Malcolm. Hey Adam, you helped me a lot last week, not being sarcastic. So I could really use your help again. Okay. Pick two out of three. Josh Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, and DJ Chark.
1: I mean, he asked for you by name. What do we got? I'm going to sit
0: I'm going to I'm going to sit DJ Chark. I'm going to start like Jacobs it. and Edmonds. Oh good. If, okay.
1: If DJ plays, I would. I would. You know. If David Johnson plays, I would go to Chark over admins, But I agree. That's what I. Yeah, would Yeah. Sure.
0: Do. Sure. But you know, the thing is, like, I already helped Malcolm once, so I feel like I can get this wrong and not feel that bad about it.
1: Right. And you're hitting 50 percent.
0: Uh, yeah. batted in Nashville, half PPR t- uh 12 team league, I need to pick a total of two: a second running back and a flex. Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Latavius Murray, and Austin Eckler. So he needs one running back in the flex. Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Latavius Murray, and Austin Eckler.
1: Those are really good options. That's like... I don't really, like...
0: This is easy for me.
1: Who is it for you?
0: It's Aaron Jones and Latavius Murray if Kamara sits, and it's Aaron Jones and a less less easy in that case. I'd go with Tyreek Hill over Eckler.
1: So you're not playing Eckler in either situation. I See, he, to me, always... Is a hard one to sit. Full
0: PPR just, would be more Eckler. Oh, is this not?
1: Oh, it's half, half. PPR. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because like yeah, I don't know who I to start you him there. over.
0: You can't sit Jones against the Chiefs. It's really hard to sit Tyreek Hill, but I would for Latavius Murray if Kamara's out. All right, so we're cool. With I'm that? gonna go. I'm
1: gonna go Jones and yeah. I think we're cool. I agree with you. I'd go Jones and Murray if Camara's out, and Jones and Hill if not. But man, it's hard to sit Hill. But yeah, no Mahomes.
0: All right, one more from Weston. Hey, Shaggy, Scooby, Daphne, Velma, and Fred. Scooby Doo. Your kids watch Scooby Doo yet?
1: Uh, I used to watch. That was like my favorite show Same. growing up. And I, my oldest, I had her watch a few times, and she, she dug. She was like into it. But it's, it's not on a lot of places. I can't find it always. Really. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I, it's not like I, I don't necessarily like look for it. They have their own interests at this point. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Okay, start two: Singletary, Tariq Cohen, Burkhead, and J.D. McKissick. Standard, standard league. Singletary, Cohen, Burkhead, McKissick.
1: Wow. I mean, we don't know if Burkhead's even going to play. Um, and it's standard and like. Cohen and McKissick are, you know, PPR guys that don't have a, a ton of yardage upside. I think I would go with Singletary, um, even though that's against the Eagles. Like, it's a tough run, D. That's a team that you beat through the air. But I think I would go with Singletary just because I think he has more playing time upside than these other guys. Uh, and then Cohen?
0: I'll say or if, McKissick.
1: if if Burkhead plays, I'd play Burkhead. Yeah, if he plays. Yeah. I, I'm kind of assuming he's not going to. We haven't really heard a lot.
0: Yeah. Honestly, i just play FanDuel because this is terrible. Thank you, Weston. Appreciate it. But So you're saying Singletary and Cohen?
1: I said Singletary and Cohen. Okay. Um, I could see the case for McKissick. <laughs> it's a tough one. I'm not even going to be Okay, McKissick has probably the best matchup. He does. Singletary and McKissick. No, well, um, Cohen...
0: I mean Cohen is facing a team that can't defend the run, but he doesn't run the ball. He just catches it. Singletary and McKissick, final answer.
1: Uh I think Cohen and McKissick is my <laughs> no. Cohen and Singletary was my was my initial gut. We're gonna go with that.
0: Okay. Alright, Ben. Thanks, man. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, that was good. Have a good one.
0: Appreciate Ben Gretsch and all of you for listening, and we will talk to you on Sunday night with the recap, and of course. Hashtag Ask FFT all weekend and listen to our radio show on Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio and Sirius Channel 206. Bye. New CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases.
1: Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals.
0: All new criminals.
1: Finally not letting the here. Lock
0: paradise. And all new crimes to be solved.
1: If you're watching this, I've been arrested.
0: What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.